maybe set the scene really for the coming year. Um, I'm excited this year. You know, one of the things that I have the privilege of doing this year is going maybe to quite a few of the uh, countries that we've been praying for. So uh, this month I go to Estonia. Next month I go to Manila, Philippines. Uh, then I go to Brazil and Kenya in the next few months. So um, it's just a real great opportunity to go and work with some of our colleagues, our Elam churches in these nations, and really just kind of see how God can use us uh, in these days to, to really reach nations that we're not in. So it's going to be an exciting year, and uh, I'm, I'm just anticipating what God wants to do. But uh, as I was just sitting and thinking about, um, you know, where my heart is, which is here in Derby, um, you know, I was just thinking, okay, Lord, what do I want to do? And this little verse came to me uh, from Romans 15, verse 13, says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and I guess that's the verse that I want to say is my text for the year I've never really done that before but I believe God wants us to be a people of hope I believe that God wants hope to rise up in our hearts and in our lives I believe that God wants us to have a characteristic of hope in our lives because let's face it our world needs hope you know we need people who are giving hope to the, to the environment they're in. We need people who are providing uh, a, a kind of a hopeful attitude in life. And uh, so off, often what happens in life is, you know, when the, when the great seasons, and I just believe we're in one of those great seasons. I've been alive 54 years. And, uh, you know, there are certain times in those 54 years that I just remember are, are tumultuous seasons in the world where things just, and we're in one of them today, where all kinds of things are going on and uh, we're trying to find a way. And so we have to be a people who are offering hope to the world because uh, hope is what we're about as Christians. Do you know that? The Bible says, if only for this world we have hope in Christ, we ought to be pitied among all people, but Christ has been raised from the dead, and we have hope in the next world. That's what we're about. We're believing for what Jesus is going to do. That's the message of the Christian gospel. Otherwise, Jesus is just a good figure who came and preached some nice stuff and did some amazing work, which is, is great, but is not enough to have hope for eternity, friends. But Jesus has been raised from the dead. That's our faith this morning. That's what we believe. That's why we have hope. And I love this word here, hope. It means abundance. It means more than we need. It means surplus. It means having more than enough. Friends, aren't you ready to have more than enough hope in your life? Aren't you ready to have something more than having to lack all the time? You know, God wants us to overflow with hope. He wants our lives to be filled with it. He wants our vision of what we do and live in this world to be about having hope, not just for ourselves, but hope for his purpose and his kingdom. That's what eternity is all about. And so we have to focus and tune into that today. I want to have more than a love hope. You know, it's easy to get overwhelmed by life, isn't it? Anybody find themselves getting to the end of the, you know, the beginning of the Christmas break and just collapsing in your chair going, I'm a bit overwhelmed. I was ill on Christmas Day. It's sadder than that, to be honest. It is. But, you know, so often you get to that stage and you just go, you know, you just have 24 hours of being a zombie. Some of you are having those 24 hours just now. It's easy to be despairing. God wants us to understand that actually the good news of Jesus is that there is hope. That we should overflow with hope. You know, I, I, I think it's fascinating. If you were to pick a word that would describe what you overflowed with in 2018, what would it be? Interesting, isn't it? 
You will know people who overflow with all kinds of things. And not all of them are good. Some people overflow with arrogance. Some people overflow with fear. Some people overflow with baggage from the past that has dictated their lives and they can't check. Some people overflow with depression. Some people overflow with, uh, you know, just the circumstances that seem to crush their lives all the time. God wants you today to overflow with hope. Listen, we don't know whether this year will be a good one or a bad one. I suspect it might be a mix of both, like every other year. So we can't decide whether it's going to be wonderful and we can skip through it or whether it's going to be awful and we're going to fight through it. All we can decide is in the middle of it, we're going to be people who overflow with hope. Who say, you know what, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to come with what the Lord has given me. We can decide what we bring to this year. But how can that be a reality? I want to just speak maybe this week and next week a little bit about this whole theme. And uh, maybe even further into the month, some of the other guys might preach on it as well. But I, I want to talk about how, what could it look like to overflow with hope? How can we achieve that in our lives? Well, I think firstly, we do that by understanding that God is hopeful. It says in that little verse, may the God of hope. I think that's an amazing description for God. I mean, and there are many other descriptions for God. You know, he is omnipotent, all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's a sovereign. He's holy. He's pure. He's all these things. But actually, in this instant, Paul says, actually, God is hopeful. Don't you love that about God? Don't you love that? He looks at us this year, and he thinks, hey, what? You know, I'm hopeful about what this church can do. I'm hopeful about what that individual can do. I'm hopeful about what actually I can achieve in their lives. I see more in them than they see in themselves. He's hopeful. He's not just falsely optimistic, because sometimes we can be like that, can't we? Oh, well, it's going to be okay. He's not like that. He sees, and he says, you know what? I see something in your life, and I'm hopeful that it can come to pass. You know, we know that in the Bible because, you know, we read it. Dan referenced it last week, that incredible scripture that we all take hold of. I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you what? Hope and a future. God is planning hope for your life. Hey, what does that mean? Does that mean you're never going to have trouble? No, it doesn't. Let me burst burst that bubble right now. It doesn't mean that you're going to live a pain-free life. No, it means that in spite of pain, God can still work that for good in, in your life. God is hopeful about your circumstances and about your situation. God is hopeful when he looks at the world today. I love it. I love it because you need to remind yourself when you're in a, in a stressy situation this, this year and you're out of hope that God is still hopeful. When you're going, I don't know what's going on, God. I've got, I've got. And we all do that, don't we? Or is it just me? Then we can hear the Lord say, actually, God, you're hopeful. See, I I don't think there's a situation in this room that God is not hopeful about. Because he can work all things together for good. Because he can say, well, I know your life seems to be just on a downward spiral. But actually, I know just down that road, there's a U-turn. And all of a sudden, I can bring you back right into the plan and purposes of God. I can bring you into a place of fruition and fulfillment and love and joy and peace. And I'm hopeful that what they intended for evil in your life, I can bring out for good in your life. I'm hopeful about it. It doesn't mean it's going to happen every time because we have a part to play in that. Hello? But I tell you, friends, none of you in here this morning have gone so far that God's depressed about your condition. See, we get depressed about our condition. And if we're honest, we get a bit depressed about other people's condition, don't we? 
You ever see someone come down the street and think, I need to cross over quick? Just me, huh? But God doesn't get depressed about people. He looks at people and says, you know what? All I need is a little availability from you. And I can turn this zero into hero. I can turn this minus into plus. I can turn your life around. I love that about God. I love it when God looked at creation, when it was made. He looked at it and he said this. This is good. And here's the deal, friends. God knew it was going to be screwed up pretty quickly. But he still said, I can see the potential in this world. I can see what I can do in this world. I can see lives that I can transform. I can see people who are going to put their hope in me. I can see people who are going to stand for me. I can see people who will choose to do what's hard because they have hope in eternity. And he said, this is good. It's not bad. Because God is a hopeful person. The psalmist understood that. For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. You see, when we understand that God is hopeful, we begin to find hope in ourselves for the situations of our lives. I love the story of uh, Jesus walking uh, through the streets and he came to a man hidden in a tree. Zacchaeus, the short man, that's what it says. He was a tax collector, and that meant that he took advantage of people, and he admitted himself he had robbed people, taken advantage of them. But he was curious about Jesus, so he's hiding up the tree, and Jesus comes to uh, the bottom of the tree, and he just, he says, you know, almost without looking up, Zacchaeus, I know you're up there, why don't you come down? And so Zacchaeus comes down and feels a little bit exposed, and then Jesus says, I want to come to your house for dinner, how about it? Zacchaeus is a bit taken back, but what can he do? So he takes him back, and all of a sudden, grace starts to pour into Zacchaeus' life, and he changes in a moment, because he goes from being someone who's despised, and someone who's set aside, and someone who's looked down upon, to someone who Jesus is hopeful about, and all of a sudden, he has a radical transformation. Anybody else experience that? That radical transformation when Jesus said, you know what, I'm hopeful about your life. Sometimes I came to God when I was a young man and I just thought God was cross. Cross with me, disappointed with me, didn't think I was good enough, didn't think I was anything. And all of a sudden I discovered that God was hopeful about me. That actually he's a hopeful God. And I think that's a wonderful thing because all of a sudden we understand that God has a plan and lives. And we see it again in the scriptures again and again. Peter betrayed him, denied him, uh, ran away from him. And yet we see Jesus going, Peter, do you love me? Yes, come on, Peter, feed my sheep. Hopeful. We see it in the Old Testament again and again and again. Moses, Abraham, David, Saul, Samuel, Rahab. God comes and says, I'm hopeful that through these people I can achieve my purpose. Listen, you need to overflow with hope today because God believes in you. Because God believes in you. He's hopeful about what he can do. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Here's my question to you at the beginning of the year. Where does your hope come from? I want you to think about that question seriously. Where does your hope come from? See, if your hope comes from what you're doing, it will pass. If your hope comes from what you have, it won't last. If your hope comes from how well things are going just now, that will change. You need to be able to say, my hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. 
My hope comes from him. See, that's fundamentally what Christian life is all about. It's saying God is hopeful and his hope is infectious because it makes me overflow with hope because of his hope in me and for me. And, And Jay read it this morning. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord. Those who recognize, well, you know what? He's a God of hope. I love that description of God. You need to, some of you need to remind yourself of that this week. God's a God of hope. Oh, he's so many other things, but truthfully, he loves to hope in you. And sometimes you'll find yourself just uh, set aside and overwhelmed. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I think, Lord, how can you be so hopeful about me? And sometimes I think that about you a lot as well. But God looks at us and he sees us and what he's made us to be. And he sees us and the potential of us. He sees us and the heart that he has for us. And he smiles on us. He smiles on our foolishness. He smiles on our rebellion. He says, you know what? If you could just understand how much I believe in you, life would be different for you. Life would be different for you if you can take hold of what I think about you. What's your hope in today? You might feel you're in a hopeless situation today. So I want to say to you, the God of hope has a different perspective for your life. If you'll allow him to show you, if you'll allow him to work in you. Secondly, hope is a faith activity. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. See, overflowing with hope is a faith step. It's not just about being positive. You know, you can only be positive for so long, can't you? Oh, it's a new year. We're going to start off. Oh, great. Going to the gym. I say I'm going for coffee. That's better. You can only be positive for so long. You see, we all have different capacities. Sometimes you meet people who are just always optimistic, don't you? And depending on what mood you're in, you want to go, oh, thanks very much. But see, optimism is not the same as hope. Optimism is, is I'm going to behave with an optimistic view. It's not a bad thing, but it's better than being negative and expecting everybody to hate you. Hello. I'm not talking to you this morning. That's the person beside you. But, but hope is understanding that actually I'm going to put my trust in God. See, hope is about trusting God. It's about saying, you know what, I'm going to choose to him. The Bible says, and we give it to many people on the day of the baptism, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Hope means not leaning on your own understanding. Because your own understanding will very often take away hope from your life. Hello? And you're going to have to start to look for it and dig for it. And you know what? I'm going to trust God with this. I'm going to hope in God. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. It's about saying, you know what, God? I'm going to trust you even in spite of the circumstances of my life. I'm going to trust you, God. Even though this, I prayed for this and this happened. Even though I expected this and this turned out to be. Hey, I will still trust you because that's where my hope is. Hope is a faith activity. If we just are hopeful when things are going well, then our hope is not in God. Our hope is in our situation. And so many times, friends, we we find our, our lack of hope in God exposed because when something goes wrong, we instantly doubt God. I was reading the book of Job this morning, and, uh, you know, he just says it so clearly, you know, um, I will not allow my circumstances to cause me to sin against God, against trusting God. Wow. I think if anybody could have that moment of doubt, it would be Job, wouldn't it? 
But he says, I will not allow my situation to rob me of my hope in God. See, there is a fight for the hope of your life. There is, there is a tension in you that God wants to try and uh, keep you in hope and, and the enemy of your soul would seek to rob you of it. There are forces that will combine to rob you of your hope in God by undermining your faith. And those words will whisper, where is God now? And you'll go, I, I don't know, where is he? I'm all alone, I'm all uh, exposed, what's going on? But actually, somewhere along the line, we have to learn to speak to ourselves and say, you know what? My hope is in the Lord. Love the writer of the Old Testament. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no cattle in the stalls, and no grapes in the vine, yet I will rejoice. See, what, what is he saying is, listen, my, my hope in God is not based on the externals of life. It's not based on whether things are going well. It's not based on whether, hey, I, my prayers have been answered or I got the promotion or whether everything's good in the family or whether that. My hope in God is not about those things. My hope in God is in the eternal purpose of God for me. That's where I find my place. So I will not lean on my own understanding, but I will trust him. Friends, you know, the world would say that's insane, That is the definition of what it means to be a person of faith. I choose to trust God above my own understanding. Friends, that's where we have to walk. There's not so many amens in the house this morning. People are so excited. But honestly, if we're going to overflow with hope, we have to settle this. We have to say, you know what? I'm not going to overflow with hope just on a good day. I'm going to stir up my soul to praise him, even on a bad day, because I know that he is God and I'm not. And so therefore, I'm going to bring a sacrifice of praise, even in the midst of what seems to be barrenness. You know the scripture, sing, O barren woman. How can you ask a barren woman to sing? But God does. Because he wants the barren woman to understand that the greatest barrenness is not knowing God. And so he says, come on, sing. Because in singing, you begin to become hopeful about who God is in your life. See, the side effect of having hope says, as you may joy and peace, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. The side effect of hoping and trusting in God is joy and peace. See, we want joy and peace. And if we have joy and peace, we think, if God gives me joy and peace, I will trust him. No, friends, when you trust him, joy and peace starts to come into your life. When you choose not to trust him, you lose joy and peace. Hello? And so all of a sudden, you have to start to cultivate that in your house, in your life. You've got to say, you know what? I don't understand this, Lord, but I'm going to uh, sing. I'm going to worship. I'm going to trust you. I don't understand why this has happened, but God, I'm not going to doubt that your hand is on my life. Because as soon as I do that, joy and peace fly out the window. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? But I'm going to keep myself in the love of God. I'm going to choose to trust. I'm going to have a faith activity about hope in my life. See, how are you going to overflow with hope? In the situation of your life, when the strongholds are holding you, when, when that addiction is pulling you back, when that temptation is seducing, how do you overflow with hope? You say, you know what? It's not about what I want. It's about God and who he is. And this is where I choose to place my trust today. I place it in Jesus Christ, who loved me and gave himself. I place it in the God of hope, who changes my life. That's where I'm going to go. That's, that's who I'm going to seek. Lamentations 3, 21. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. 
Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know, last Sunday morning, we had a word, Nigel brought it, a word from the Lord, which is all around the theme of hope. That actually we have to look to the Lord and discover and keep our focus on the Lord and allow his hope to be revealed in our lives. Use that scripture from Proverbs, hope deferred, make the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. And God was saying to us, said very clearly, prophetically to us, hey, some of you are living with the tension of losing hope and it makes your heart sick. And God understands that and knows that, but his word to us is, trust me. That was last week. I was excited because I'm thinking, ooh, the Lord knows what I'm preaching on. But here we are today, and I need to say to you, you need to step into it. You need to say, you know what, I'm going to trust you. One of my favorite verses, I'll probably preach about next week. It says this, against all hope. Against all hope. Some of you need to say, against all hope in my life, Abraham hoped in the Lord. Against all hope. Friends, I tell you, some of us, we need to understand, hope is a faith activity. And sometimes the only thing that separates it from just being a passive thing, well, I'm hopeful. We don't just want to be hopeful, we want to be filled with hope. You know, I'm hopeful God will bless me. No, overflow with hope. Say, against all hope, against this condition that I have, against the situation that I have, against the circumstance that I'm facing, against the relationship problems that I have, I hope that God can still have his way in me. Listen, can I say to you, you're not, it's not always the right thing to do. I, I, let's just be pastoral. Sometimes we want to make the hope all about us. Hello. Against all hope, I, I want to believe and hope that God will benefit me. Friends, what you need to pray is, can I just give pastor you through this? Sometimes what you need to pray is, against all hope, Lord, I hope that your will will be done. Because sometimes we want to put our hopes ahead of God's hopes. We need to just say, Lord, against all hope, I hope that your will. You see, when it says about Abraham, against all hope, in hope, believed, what was he believing? Was he believing that life was going to be better for him tomorrow? No, he's believing that the word of God would stand true in his life. That's what he was believing. And so I don't want to say to you, oh, just go around believing and everything will happen. Otherwise, I would be thin and taller. <laughs> but I want to believe that that what God has spoken over our lives will come to pass. So I'm going to believe that this year I'm going to overflow with hope. I want to be a person who, when we're there, and we need to hold each other accountable. We need to encourage each other on this. That's what I want to say to you. You know, sometimes this week you're going to have to say, in the middle of the context of your life, when work is hassle and the traffic's bad, hey, Dave, hey, Jay, hey, whatever your name is, overflow with hope today. Look at the big picture. Get beyond just your own little circumstances, your own little world, and begin to say, you know what? My hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so even if this passes away, even though the fig tree is barren, even though there's nothing in the bank, even though the car's broken down, even though some of us are feeling set aside and despised and rejected and feeling misunderstood, and hey, that's where we live sometimes. See, the only person who can keep you safe from the enemy's lies is you. By saying, I choose to believe what God says about me. Because there will be lies, there will be things. Honestly, friends, people get upset and separate from brothers and sisters in church over the slightest thing. And nobody can do anything about it because it's a lie of the enemy. It's not a lie from somebody else. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the person next to you. 
Sometimes we just have to say, you know what? I'm going to hope in the Lord. It's a faith thing. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. There was a moment there while everybody was looking at Abraham. You know, the people around him were going, he was going, we're going to have a baby, 100 years old, his wife's 90. We're going to have a baby, the Lord said it. And the rest of the people around him are going, okay, Abraham, bless you. Because here's the deal, you can't expect someone to stand in your faith and in your trust for God. You know, don't, that's why the Bible says don't cast your pearl before swine sometimes. Because the truth is, it's a pearl for you. It might be a swine to somebody else. You've got to say, you know what, Lord, you've spoken to me. Against all hope, I'm going to hope in you. In this situation, I'm going to hope in you. And sometimes the, 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 the hoping is not about what happens. Now, see, here's an interesting thing. The hoping is not about what happens in the situation. The hoping is about what happens in you as you trust God. That's an important principle right there. Because can I remind you that David went in before the Lord and spent three days in sackcloth and ashes praying for the life of his son. And his son died. And then he rose from there and washed his face and worshipped the Lord. Because the three days on his face caused him to trust in the Lord, even though his own understanding didn't get it. Now see, that is the life of faith. People who don't trust God can't understand that. They want to blame God. They want to say, how dare you, God? How dare you act against me? How dare you not fulfill my... But but you see, that's not trusting God. That's wanting God to be a genie for you, to work just everything you want. So we have to come to that place where we trust him. Number three, very quickly. Hope comes from our relationship with the Holy Spirit. It says, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Spirit. We overflow with hope because we are living in relationship with the Spirit of God. Can I say to you that too many Christians misunderstand the work of the Holy Spirit? Too many Christians are living not in relationship, not in fellowship. You know, 1 Corinthians says, you know, the, the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Spirit. There's a fellowship dynamic that the Lord wants us to live in. And it's that relationship, that fellowship with the Spirit, that being together, that hearing Him and understanding Him. That's what causes hope to rise. That's what causes us to be hopeful because the power of the Holy Spirit begins to strengthen our lives. And, you know, you will not be able to keep hope and overflow with hope this year if you do not nurture that fellowship with the spirit it'll always be a a vain objective it'll always be something that you're trying to achieve and you'll look around and see other people and think well how come they can do that and like and it's because their focus is not on themselves it's on listening to the spirit see jesus taught us in john 14 and 16 so much about what it means to walk with the spirit he said you know he will come and he will teach you and he will lead you and he will guide you and you'll hear his voice and you'll keep in step with him and therefore he says listen if you're going to follow me you've got to learn to walk in fellowship with the spirit and if you want to overflow with hope friends then you've got to be someone who this year is going to take that walk with the spirit seriously now i'm not trying to put a Oh, you know, we, 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 you know, Christians, if we're not careful, we put religious rituals on people and we say, you've got to do this, this, and this. You've got to do this every day. You've got to do this every day. You know, well, that's not relationship. That's just a formula. But the truth is, I want you to understand the God of hope wants to know you and for you to know him. And if you're going to overflow with hope, it comes from listening and hearing. 
It comes from just becoming aware of the Holy Spirit touching your life. It becomes aware of uh, the prompting of the Holy Spirit causing you to act for his kingdom and for his purpose. And all of a sudden, hope starts to rise because you sense that God is using you. See, how many of us want to be used by God? We do, don't we? None of us. Thanks very much for your overwhelming response. Thank you. Oh, I might as well just go home. Come on, you see, you know, let's be a little bit proactive. You know, it's funny when the pastor asks you for something in this sermon, you're all asleep and you go, oh, he's asking for something, wake up. See, honestly, see, one of the greatest curses in Christianity is passivity. We just want to sit back and let God and everybody else do it for us. The trouble with that is there's no hope in it because the hope is found in the overflow of the hope is found in, in walking with the Lord. See, when you're walking with the Lord, all of a sudden, the giants become small. The, the walls become surmountable. The challenges of life don't break you in half. The rejection that other people give you don't rob you of peace. Because you're walking in the Spirit. The Spirit of God says, this is the way, walk in it. You can't change them, but you can change yourself. Walk after me. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God starts to work in our hearts and in our lives. And we become just overflowing with what God has for us. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God starts to... I love it when the psalmist in Psalm 23, you know, we know it so much. But he gets to the excitement and he gets to the end and he just goes, my cup overflows. He's saying, I've understood so much about who God is in me and how he leads me through life. It's just I'm overflowing with it. What are you overflowing with, church? I'm not, I'm not having a go at anybody. I know sometimes we overflow with all kinds of stuff because, because that's the circumstance we're in. We're immersed in them. But hey, the secret to overflowing with hope is, hey, you know what? I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to trust God even though I don't understand it. I'm going to recognize that God is hopeful about me and I'm going to fellowship with the Spirit by the power of the Spirit. Sometimes you have to activate the power of the Spirit for your life. Do you understand? Remember He-Man? used to take his sword out by the power of grace. Some of you this morning, honestly, I know it feels a bit weird, but some of you, you need to take the sword of the Spirit out and say, by the power of the Spirit, I will overflow with hope this year. You know, Jay said at the beginning, you've got to be intentional about it. You've got to say, I will overflow with hope. I will not wait until I'm in a crisis and then look for a little bit of hope. I'm going to overflow with hope. I'm going to fill my life so much with the presence of God that when I walk down the street, people are going to go, oh, he's happy. He's got something about him. When I go into work, people aren't going to go, oh, had a bad weekend. Had a tough week. They're going to say, you okay? And you're going to say, yeah, you know what? I'm okay. See, because some of the things we confess about our lives are just robbing us of hope. How's work going? Ooh. I'm surviving in Jesus' name. Look, I understand work's tough. Trust me, I work for a church. One of my relatives said to me, oh, have you managed to do your day's work this week? (laughs) Stitch that, I said. I said, I do at least two days and you know it. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) 
There's always somebody in there that's trying to, listen, you've got to say, you know what, I will not allow, I'm going to intentionally say, Lord, by the power of your spirit, I'd like a little sword just now, that would be good, wouldn't it? I'd feel really kind of into, by the power of your spirit, Lord, I'm going to overflow with hope. Do you know what that means? That means the first occasion when somebody tries to rob your hope, which will happen in the next month, I promise you, you've got to say, hey, you know what? I'm overflowing with hope today. I've got so much hope in me, you can't rob me of it. I've got so much of God in me that this situation is not going to cause me to doubt his love for me, to doubt his purpose in my life, to doubt that he's coming again, and to doubt that he can use me this year for his glory. Man alive, can you imagine if we had a church that overflowed with hope? But hey, let me tell you, friends, I, you know, I'm not there on Wednesday morning when this stuff happens. I'm fighting my battle on Wednesday morning. Got to work with Jay that day. That takes a lot of hope. I'm fighting my battle. I'm saying, come on, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to overflow with hope. I've got all this stuff to do. My emails are piling up. The work's piling up. The visits are piling up. The callers piling up. Oh, there's loads of stuff to get overwhelmed and depressed about. But I'm going to say, hey, my hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Because I want to overflow with something of the kingdom of God. Now, church, this is where the rubber hits the road, isn't it? Either we can all clap and sing and yippee and church great. But I'm going to pray in a minute. I'm going to pray one of those prayers that I'm going to make up on the spot. Not like Hannah's beautiful prayer earlier. I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to empower the church with hope. And I want you to take hold of it. And I want you to say, you know what, Lord, I need hope. I need to live in the overflow of hope this year. I, and, and I want us to remind us. I'm going to remind you. I'm going to bring you back to this verse every month during the year. I just, I'm, I'm in that kind of mood. Because it's going to be, there's going to be challenges to it, friends. I'm not, I'm not trying to demean them. Some of you are in really challenging situations just now. Listen, I'm not having a go. I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. I just believe that our hope has to be in the Lord. Because all kinds of things will break out against us. The enemy of your soul wants to rob you of the peace and joy that come from trusting him. So we need to hope in the Lord and in his goodness to us. I wonder, can we close our eyes? I want to encourage you today. There is hope for you. This year, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. There is a promise of hope from the God of hope for your life. You might just be here today and thinking, I don't know what the next year is going to bring. You might feel hopeless and out of control. I want you to know God is hopeful about you. He's hopeful about this planet. He's hopeful about what he's going to do. Bible says he's carrying on his plan and purpose and he will bring it to completion one day because he's hopeful that he can save the planet and bring life and bring eternal life in all its fullness. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross. Hope is a faith activity. Calls us to trust in him. I know that's scary and I can't guarantee that everything changes because you choose to trust him. Circumstances don't always change. But you will change because you will know the love and the joy and the peace of God as you choose to trust him. I want to call you to hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to rekindle 
that walk with him. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh. That you might trust him. That you might hear his voice. That you might know his prompting. I want to say to you, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Even this week in your life. If you'll just open your heart to him and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm listening. And the Holy Spirit can speak words of hope and comfort and grace and life and purpose to you. That's, that's not me saying that. That's Jesus saying that. It's not my promise, friends. I wouldn't dare make that for me. But I'll make that for Jesus because he promised he would do that by his spirit. Overflow with hope. By the power of the spirit. Just believe the Holy Spirit wants to come and just begin to settle upon people's lives today. So before I close, I just maybe, if that's you, you're in a place today where your hope has been damaged, really. I feel, I was preparing for this, I just felt there's some people here today, your hope has been damaged, and you're suffering today, and, and this word maybe even is hard to hear. And I just want to speak it to you afresh. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray that over your life today. So if that's you today saying, Dave, I, I need to have some fresh hope right at the beginning. It won't be everybody. I understand that. You're under no pressure to respond. Listen, some of you are, you know, you're in the, just in that good place. But some of you today, you just want to take hold afresh of the hope of the Lord. Would you stand where you are? I'm going to pray over us. And then we'll close our service this morning. Thank you. Thank you just for being so patient and responding to the Lord. Holy Spirit, would you just come right now upon your brothers, upon your children, Lord? Sons and daughters, Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord Jesus. Lord, your word says you restore our soul, our cup overflows. And so I just speak, Lord, healing and hope, Lord, to my brothers and sisters today. Lord, as they start a new year, Lord, Lord, the amazing thing is they're here following you, trusting you. And so I know you come today to encourage and strengthen them. Holy Spirit, would you please come? And by your power, would you restore hope in lives today? Lord, situations that have, Lord, Lord, disappointed, that have damaged, that have broken hearts. Lord, that have, Lord, just had no answer to them, Lord, and have led to devastation. Lord, we, we experience them, Lord. We understand that. Lord, I just pray today that you would restore hope by the power of your spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would begin just to pour in the oil of gladness, Lord. That you begin to pour in peace and joy. Lord, as people choose to trust you in the midst of adversity, Lord, we, Lord, we believe, Lord, that they will find, Lord, that the joy of the Lord will be their strength. And that, Lord, even though, Lord, it seems crazy to other people, against all hope, we will hope in you. 
And so, Lord, I bless my brothers and sisters today. Lord, I bless their coming and going. I bless their lives. I bless the situations of their lives, wherever they're at, Lord, whatever's going on, Lord. Lord, I believe, Lord, you've brought them here today, Lord, to speak hope to them. So that there is a hope and a future for your life. And so I pray, Lord, strength. I pray that as they step in faith today, Lord, as some of them have stood up in faith saying, I'm choosing to believe God, even though the circumstances are telling me to run or telling me to flee or telling me it's never going to change. I'm choosing to believe what God can do and what God has promised me that he will bring me into his kingdom with eternal life. I'm choosing him today. Lord, would you strengthen that faith today? Holy Spirit, would you come and reveal afresh today that you are indeed the God of hope? That you see things, Lord. Lord, that look closed and you open doors, Lord. That you can change circumstances in a moment, Lord. Lord, that you can heal broken hearts. Lord, that you can release, Lord, those who are oppressed, Lord, by, Lord, demonic forces, Lord, even. Lord, we set people free today. Lord, from that oppression of the mind, Lord, that would crush hope in people's lives. I rebuke the devourer today in Jesus' name. Lord, and I speak hope. Hope that comes from heaven. Lord, it's not mine. It's not mine to give, Lord. But, Lord, it's yours, the God of hope. Would you strengthen your people today? And Lord, as they stand today in front of you and say, I choose to follow the God of hope. Lord, would you, Holy Spirit, come and strengthen them in their inmost being. Lord, would you speak to them? I just believe the Lord's going to start to speak to some of you just in your spirit. These coming days, you're going to hear his voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. And there's going to be a path of life. Some of you are going to have to choose a path of life, not a path of death. Path of life and walk with him as you walk with him then life starts to flow it's one of the main functions of the spirit of God in our lives is to teach us how to walk in faith it's to lead us and so I just pray for leadish, leading your voice to lead your people Lord that we would become sensitive to you because it's in that sensitivity Lord that we learn to overflow with hope so I pray your blessing on each person here today I wonder what everybody stand as we just come to a close. Time's gone.